This podcast is brought to you by Church of Living Waters. Find out more information at colw.info. We hope you enjoy this week's message. Holy Spirit, just want to acknowledge you. You were there from the beginning. You're the one who showed me who Jesus is. You're the one who convicted me of my sin, of your righteousness, and of the coming judgment that I didn't know or see or understand. You've been with me this entire walk, journey, battle, laboring in, in the mountains and in the valleys and in every time and place it's been you holy spirit we know that you honor the lord jesus you lift up his holy name for he is our savior and our king and he alone is worthy but father we thank you for giving your spirit to help us especially in these times and when we live in this hour we thank you for the faith handed down once and for all to your saints in every generation and the precious faith that we have that we share today. We give you the praise for that and we give you the thanks and that you haven't neglected to also pour your love abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. We give you honor, Father, today. We give you praise and glory that's due to you. We pray, Lord, be magnified and be glorified in, in all of our lives, in each of our lives, Lord, let it be an increase to your glory, we pray in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to share just a few moments today about growing faith in his holy name. A growing faith in his holy name. There is a growth. I was reminded right now when Pastor Darren was speaking uh, about when I got saved, and one of the first things that happens to you when you're truly saved, you know you're born again. It's not a religious experience, but you know God has saved you. My sins are forgiven. That's one of the first revelations that comes to you is the forgiveness of all your sins that Jesus paid for in full. Another revelation was I'm a child of God. This didn't come by book smarts. It didn't come by theological training. It came by revelation in Jesus. I am a child of God and God is my father. I mean, this is an overwhelming revelation that comes to you when you get saved. And you're, you're blown away. But another thing he told me was, you have brothers and sisters. And revealing this to me without me going anywhere, uh, there wasn't much internet or at all back then, there in the late 80s. Uh, it, wasn't something that I never saw Christian television or anything like that. The Lord revealed to me, you have brothers and sisters in every nation on this earth, throughout this earth, and even in heaven. And I realized I was a loner. I was always a loner. In the world, I was a loner. When I got saved, I thought, Lord, if you're not calling me home, just let me move to the mountains and I'll wait for you to come. I was just fine being alone. But see, the Lord, when he saves you, he baptizes you into his body. And even if you don't know a lot of people in Christ, you have brothers and sisters throughout this earth and in heaven right now. I want to share a few moments uh, from 
book of Romans chapter 10, a growing faith in his name. You get saved by faith, by believing. God gives faith. Faith is a gift. We don't just have it. You don't just believe whatever. And the Bible even tells you, don't believe every spirit. Don't believe everything you hear, what people say. I don't care if they're called preacher. I don't care if they're called priest or if they're called religious leader. Don't believe that. But we're given a gift called faith. And that faith is very precious because through the faith of God, you're able to believe, which means to receive from God. Romans chapter 10 verse 11 for the scripture says whoever believes in him on him will not be put to shame for there is no distinction there's no difference between Jew and Greek for the same Lord over all is rich to all who call upon him for whoever calls on the name Say the name. name. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. How shall they call on him whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they are sent? As it is written... How beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. When he says preacher, don't get in your mind someone behind a pulpit only. He's saying those who have received a revelation of who he is. That's what it means, his name. Don't get hung up this morning. We're not talking about if you learned somewhere doctrinally or theologically how to say his name. Sometimes people get hung up on that. I'll tell them how Jesus saved me. And they might say something like, his name is Yeshua, brother. And I tell them, that's right. You're right. His name is Yeshua in the Hebrew tongue. Yeshua, Amashia, Jesus, the Messiah. Or in Spanish, Jesucristo. Yes. But he's not talking about the way you say his name. There's people who cannot even speak for whatever reason medically uh they're they're dumb i don't mean stupid i mean they're unable to speak but they can call on his name it's by believing his name means who he is his name means a revelation of who he is and if you've received any revelation of who he is like when you first get saved he's your savior he is the one the lord jesus just like paul when he said who are you lord And he was the very one Paul had been persecuting his people. That's when God's people are persecuted. The Lord says, you're hurting me. When you hurt one of his children, God says, you're hurting me. And he said, who are you, Lord, that I'm persecuting? He said, I'm Jesus of Nazareth. And the revelation, not just of the way to say his name, Jesus or Jesus or Yeshua, or the way to say his name, the Lord Jehovah, which is all the same person. It was a revelation of the one that you're hurting, 
The one that you're persecuting, sinning against, I'm the one who has come to meet you and speak to you. And Paul received that as love, such a love it melted him that the very one that I've been against loves me. That was a revelation. And he gave his life to him. He said, Lord, what do you want me to do? There was by revelation, he gave his life to the Lord. He had served religion. He was a very staunch and very strict religious man. But now he received revelation of his name and he gave his life to him. And the Lord says, when you've received a revelation of who I am, he says, you, you've been born again. You are the light of the world. And the Lord doesn't say you're one of the lights of the world. He says, you're the light of the world, which means in this world, God does not have any other light except his people who bear the seed and the spirit of Christ in them. God says, you are the light. There's many false lights. There's many false hopes. There's many answers of men. But God says, this is so important that you don't, the word you heard earlier, that you don't cover. The taking off is you don't light a lamp and then cover it. And God says, without you in this world, there's no spiritual light. And this is why he says, it's so beautiful. Those who call on the Lord shall be saved now God sends them whatever they've learned of God. And there is a growing in this faith. I, I want you to go to Romans chapter four, uh, four for just a moment. Romans chapter four, verse 20, speaking of Abraham. And he, verse four, chapter four, verse 20. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief but he grew strong in faith, giving glory to God. That's what happens when your faith grows stronger. You, you give glory to God. Being fully convinced that what he had promised, he was able to perform. And therefore, it was credited or accounted to him for righteousness. Now, it was not written for his sake alone of Abraham that it was given to him, but also for us, say us. This was not written so we would ooh and awe about Abraham. Wow, that guy, he really had a lot of faith. It was not written for his sake alone, but for us, say for us. It shall be imputed to us who believe in him, who raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead, who was delivered up, that's the cross, for our offenses, my sins. And he was raised because of our justification. Justification means just as if we had never done anything wrong. And the Lord clears your slate. And that's a revelation. When you receive him as Savior, he's my Savior. His death on the cross wasn't just nothing. You have a revelation. That's why he told Peter. He said, who do men say that I am? And then he said, who do you say I am? And Peter said, you're the Christ. You're the son of the living God. You're the Messiah. You're my savior. You're our savior. And, and Jesus tells him, you are blessed because you didn't receive this from men. My father in heaven. That's a revelation of his name. I'm going to say this again. His name is who he is. Acts chapter three. Let me show you this briefly. We're not going to read a lot of scripture this morning. Acts chapter three. And verse 14, 
It says, but you denied the Holy One and the just. That's Jesus. Acts 3.14. And you asked for a murderer to be granted to you, and you killed the Prince of Life, whom God raised from the dead, of which we are witnesses. And his name, say his name. Through faith in his name has made this man strong. It was a crippled man who was healed by faith in the name of Jesus. Not the way he learned to speak Jesus, but by revelation of healer, of savior, of the Lord of all, who has the power, made this man strong, whom you see and know. Yes, the faith which comes through him has given him this perfect soundness, this wholeness, this completeness in the presence of you all. Now, this is faith in his name. Peter experienced faith in his name, and he was saved. He became one of his disciples, followers. As hard-headed, cavasudo, as Peter was, he became one of Jesus' very own. He didn't think it was a good idea that God choose him. He's the one that said when he realized who Jesus was, he had revelation of his name, his name, holy and powerful. And again, his name is different characteristics of him, who he is. And you might have a revelation of Jesus and in, in he's my savior, but you might be lacking in other revelations of him. He's my provider. He's my healer. He's my deliverer. He's my covering from the beginning to the end. Uh, he's, he's my creator. He's my Lord. And you might lack in some of those. So where some areas you're willing to follow him, but other areas you hold back because the need of growth. Abraham grew strong in faith, giving glory to God. Peter, when he met him, he said, get away from me, Lord. I'm a sinful man. And the Lord, by revelation, this is who he is. Jesus Christ is the full revelation of who God is. Everything about him. He said, don't be afraid. From now on, you will be fishing for men. He was telling him, I'm going to use your life for a very special purpose. Peter didn't think so. Peter, his life was a life of growing in faith. One day, maybe you've heard this or you've read this. They were on a boat and there was a storm and Jesus came walking on the water and there was terror. They thought it was a ghost. And then Peter speaks out. If it's you, Lord, command me to walk on the water. And the Lord said, come on, come on. And Peter stepped out of the boat. And this is by revelation. I believe in the authority of his word. This is revelation. This is part of his name. His word, he has authority, and he began to walk on water because the Lord said, the creator of water, the creator of all things, that's Jesus. That's who he is. He said, come on. And as he's walking, suddenly the wind and the waves, and, and he, starts, he gets his eyes off of Jesus, and, and he starts looking at the powerful waves of the sea, which we little people, yeah, if you're in the middle of a tsunami, you're going to feel like that. And then he began to sink, but he had revelation of Jesus as Savior. Lord, save me. And the Lord grabbed his hand, 
picked him up and they walked back on the water in the middle of the sea a raging sea and he's talking to him he's got time in the middle of the sea and he says Peter why did you doubt Peter doesn't say he answered anything I don't think we would either he's <laughs> I'm just glad to be here with you <laughs> and then he gets in the boat with him what he was telling him I'm working with your faith and as you grow in faith when you're young in the Lord you kind of do whatever you want even though you know you're saved but uh-uh Lord I'm not gonna do that uh-uh Lord I'll never humble myself like that no Lord I've never done anything like that no I'm not gonna speak to, to them no I'm not gonna ask forgiveness of my cousin no I'm not going to tell them that I gave my life to you therefore I'm not gonna go drinking with them anymore no I'm not and as you're a baby in Christ because you lack revelation but he is telling Peter walking back in the middle of the storm why did you doubt oh ye of little faith Peter as his life went on the Lord said when you get older you're gonna grow it's kind of a funny thing when we talk about growing in faith because if you're over 20 years old right now and maybe even a little younger or let's go a little if, if you're over 30 it's pretty certain you're not gonna grow in your height anymore it's more than certain we might get a little shorter but it's pretty certain that your shoe size is probably about that size and your height is gonna be about that it's not that way spiritually that's where we get hung up we think once you reach a certain level in Christ uh, we don't grow it's not that way he says no Abraham grew strong in faith giving glory to God with God it's just the opposite actually your best years can truly be yet to come your best times of learning why because of revelations of his name that's why the psalmist said oh just one thing I want from you to dwell in your temple now he's not talking about a physical temple he's talking about in his presence and to behold the beauty of the Lord to meditate on him and, and that I might inquire what does that mean inquire it means to learn of him this is Paul in a dungeon praying that I might know him what's he talking about revelation of his name again we're not talking just the, the names that we used for him the Pharisees they had names for God they had written scripture about his names one of them they considered so holy they wouldn't speak many say this is Yahweh or and it, that seems pretty reverent and, and pretty right but see when Christ appeared who is the full manifestation of his name who he is they they killed him they rejected him but they had so I'm not talking about an outward knowledge of his name just growing in knowledge I'm talking about passing through things with him and getting to know him some of you it happens on a bed of sickness and you know who holds your life and who raised you up some of you it's happened because of what you've been through in life even in childhood and you know who's been there for you and don't let the devil or anyone make you deny his name and deny who he is but we're not talking a religious acknowledgement uh, 
It's not how you say his name. It's your faith in him. It's not faith that I believe God once was. Oh, at that time, how powerful what he did when he split the Red Sea. How powerful that he was with Daniel around all those hungry lions and he closed their mouth. How powerful. It's revelation, not of some other time, some other place, some other people, but at this time in this place with this people. And God says, as you grow in faith in my name, you bring glory to me. There's things you're sure of and you're able to carry. That's how beautiful are the feet of those who carry. Because you're, you, you, you're, you've been through things. You've, maybe like Peter, you've sunk. But the Lord's picked you up. You're still with me. You're still mine. I'm working with your faith. And as you go on with the Lord, go with me to Genesis. We'll just touch on this before we close. Genesis chapter 14. Since we're speaking of Abraham, let's look at that example. Now, everything in the Old Testament was written down for those that are living in the last days. For our example, our warning, our encouragement, and our hope. Genesis chapter 14. Look at this. There's all kinds of places in Scripture, revelation of his name. When God called Gideon, and Gideon was... Uh, feeling like God wasn't with him and he had no power and God can't use my life. The Lord appeared to him as Jehovah Shammah. The Lord is there. So he tells Gideon, Gideon, you're going to go because I sent you and because I'm there, I'm with you. That will be your confidence. Your confidence won't be because you've been pumping iron and you've been at any time fitness all day and night. And now I can use your life. He says, your confidence will be I'm with you. A revelation of his name and he called him Jehovah Shammah there where bitterness had gripped their lives and they were there by the waters and Moses uh, there uh, the waters became sweet by the power of God and the Lord revealed himself as Jehovah Rapha I am the Lord who healeth thee no matter what you've been through or how bitter your bondage has been, how bitter your life has been, I am the Lord who heals you. Hallelujah. And that faith in his name, in believing his name, it's a revelation of who he is. The world will not show you that. The TV will not show you that. You, the, the, the schools will not show you that. Only the Spirit of God can show you. And as you believe faith in his name, he's glorified. But here's one, here's a different one, Genesis chapter 14, verse 19. And he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abram, that's Abraham, of God most high, possessor of heaven and earth. There's a revelation. The name there is El Elyon. That means he's the boss of everything. It's a revelation of his name. And he says, Abraham, you're blessed by the owner of everything. In heaven and on earth. This is his name. That's the name mentioned here. Verse 20. And blessed be God most high who has delivered your enemies into your hand. And he gave him a tithe of all. And the king of Sodom said to Abram, 
give me the persons and take all the goods for yourself. Now, if you didn't know this, Sodom and about four other nations were under, they had been defeated by these four kings and this main king, these wicked kings. They were all wicked. But this is including about nine nations total. The four that was oppressing these five and Abraham who went by the Lord's divine purpose, mainly for his nephew. God will do a lot for one of his children, even if they've gone astray. And this king, king, say king. We're not talking about just the lotto. This king offers all these. These are nations. These are riches beyond your wildest understanding. And he says, take all these goods and look at Abraham's response. Verse 22, Abram said to the king of Sodom, I've raised my hand to the Lord. Now here in Hebrew, he's mentioning the name El Elyon. I've raised my hand. I know God as the owner of everything. He's God most high. He's the possessor of heaven and earth. And I will take nothing from a thread to a sandal strap, not even a shoestring of yours that I will take anything that's yours, lest you say, I have made Abram rich. Who in their natural mind would do that? No one, unless they have revelation. Don't think that Abraham didn't mess up. There was a time he said his wife was his sister so that he wouldn't get killed. And that was not faith. Abraham tried to help God out with Ishmael to fulfill the promise that was not faith and God said no no see God won't even to flatter even his most choice servants he will not dishonor his name that's one of the commandments you know Exodus 27 20 verse 7 says you will not take the name of the Lord your God in vain when Jesus appeared and they all spoke, they knew this name, El Elyon. But they had become so greedy. And that's why Jesus, when he saw the widow woman that gave two, like, pennies of all she had, he said, this woman gave more than all of them. She had revelation of El Elyon. I have people approach me sometimes, brother, what do you believe about tithes and offerings? I always smile. I don't know why I always smile when someone approached me like that. Because I, I know they're trying to get at it through their mind. And I'm like, well, I have no problem. Because I know who's given me everything. El Elyon. So it's not by any religious law. I'm under no, I don't want people to even know. I don't try to impress. But in my heart, I know who gives me everything. And not only at church to give, but there's a poor brother or sister or some, something. And the Lord says, now give that because El Elyon, the possessor of heaven and earth, he's the one that's taking care of me all these years. Now, that's a revelation of his name, not just on paper, but who he is to you. My wife would come to me sometimes and say, what do you want to do? Uh, we're negative 100 in the bank. We have these bills and she's right here. You can ask her. We just 
put hands on the paper and confess who we belong to and who our money is and and we trust him and lord if we've made any unwise decisions you know we're willing to be corrected too uh, about that but we're giving this right now to you and he has never ever failed us the reason we were able to receive men the way pastor darren was sharing was by revelation that he's a father to the fatherless he is we might look good sometimes because if you're a giving believer it makes you look good but you it's really because you know him as a father and you know that he takes care and so we would say that too even in the home we would say if bills were low father you promised to take care of me that means everyone with me that's what that means so i'm not going to fear if they're not going to eat i'm not going to eat the windows of heaven are open he pours out a blessing who his his holy name who he is you believe me it's credit to you for righteousness you say well i struggle in areas of my faith Abraham grew strong in faith, giving glory to God. Abraham here, he looked real good that he was able to say, no, I don't need the wealth of five nations or nine nations. Not even a shoestring of yours. It's okay. He said, because El Elyon, he's the one. It's his name. When Jesus uh, appeared, Fast forward to when they were arresting him in the garden in the book of John. You read this. And they came and said, where's Jesus of Nazareth? And my wife and I are always amazed with that because you can't recognize the Lord of all. Even amongst his disciples, they wonder who's the leader here. And the Lord was so incognito in this world so hidden that they couldn't guess this is the one he's the messiah he, it has to be by revelation because he was so made unattractive and he stepped forward and said i am and when he said that all of them read it again slowly they all hit the ground all of them you would think after hitting the ground they would just stay there or inch off this way but it's like they get back up and because they have no revelation and then they ask again who's Jesus of Nazareth and then he changes it a little he says I told you that I'm Jesus of Nazareth so let these go and they arrest him and proceed to beat him and proceed to mock him not understanding He's the Redeemer. That's also his name. Shepherd, that's his name. The light of the world, that's his name. The door to the sheep, that's his name. Anything, Jesus manifested every name of the Father to us. And he still does. He says, don't be discouraged, Peter, because I'm going to work with your faith. I'm going to help you. We talk about gathering in his name. That's Matthew 18, 20. If two or more gather, how? That's not only here. It could be at a coffee shop. It could be out in a field. And what does it mean gathering in his name? It means we believe the same thing about him. Yes. 
who he is and his power. He says, I will be there in their midst. I will manifest myself. If two or more will agree on earth. That's why Malachi prophesied. Chapter 3. He prophesied about in the last days, there will be discernment restored. Of what it really means to serve God and not serve God. And he says, and those who fear the Lord will meet off together. It's not only on Sunday, but as you meet with believers, even in your own house. And those who meditate on his name. I praise God. I'm going to stop there. Well, we can go all day, but the truth is receiving one revelation of the Lord today is enough. Just one. Because God knows we can't take it all in. We're like those men when he said, I am. It's overwhelming in, in our flesh, in our natural. He said, this has to be a growth with you. But I need one thing from you. One thing I need from you. I need you to open your heart. I stand at the door and knock. I don't know what was going on at that particular place. I don't know what's going on in anyone's life on my own unless the Spirit revealed the word of knowledge or something like this. But he says, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone opens that door, I will come in by revelation, by my name, who I am to you. Fear is gripping people all over this world, young and old. Fear is gripping. That's why the news is primarily fear. And, and Jesus, it almost, sometimes it seems like Jesus, when you read about him, like he tried to scare someone, he never did. Other times, he's there telling them, don't be afraid. What I mean is this, it appears that way because there was people over here talking in a group and they were saying, did you hear about those people that the towers fell on? It's in scripture. I'm not talking about 9-11. Did you hear about that? Do you hear how that one governor killed all those people and drank their blood? And ooh, what happened to that one nation and over there? And Jesus came forward and said, unless you all repent, unless you call on the name of the Lord, you will all likewise perish. Don't think it's because you're more righteous. That seems like he was putting fear on them. No, they were already in fear. That's why they were talking about it. Ooh, did you hear what happened to them? And ooh, I wonder what happened. I don't know. I'll never, that'll never happen to me. And Jesus came and said, you want to go ahead and face it. You have fear and you're afraid because you don't know me. And you're afraid because you don't know God and you've never seen him. Well, I've come to reveal him to you. And he was not just words. It was all the way to the cross. That is God's love. But men are blind and you can't see it. That's why at home, financial problems in marriages because of no revelation of his name. Feeling lonely, it's because I, I don't have revelation of, of Jehovah Shammah. He's there. Fear about whether I'm going to go broke or not have money or lose my job. It's, I don't know him in that way. El Elyon, possessor of heaven and earth. That says, mija, mijo, I give you everything that you have. It hasn't been you. I will take care of you. 
Whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And I'm going to use the prophecy that was earlier. The, the Lord's using that. There's first has to be a taking off of any pre pretense. That's what the Pharisees were doing. We know his name. It's too holy. We won't even speak it. And when Jesus, the very name of God manifested, they weren't afraid to crucify him. They weren't willing to take off the pretense of all their doubts, their fears. And they were afraid to lose money. They were afraid to lose position. They were afraid to lose the things of the world. And the same world, unless some of them got saved, and some of them did, but the same world that they tried to just get close to later destroyed all of them. But that's how deception is. It'll drive you to your enemies and run from the very one who loves you and has always been there for you in the good times and the hard times. The one who's willing to help us grow our faith in his holy name. It will be to his glory. We're living in that hour right now. And we need expectation that the Lord's working with me. I might not be fully there but he's working with me and lord that i might know you i just want to know you because i realize it's your name sets me free i want to know you personally so that when i tell others or even my own children it won't be just doctrine it will be what i know of you there can be that real reassurance to them someone in jail someone in the hospital you don't have to be i don't know if i pray for them will they be healed you go in his name he is the healer I told a man not long ago, I said, this, well, I guess it's been three, four years ago. He was dying of cancer. He always hated God. And I went to his bedside. He was skin and bones. He was sent home to die. He always made fun of me when, when we crossed paths. He always mocked me because of Jesus. And we drank together years ago and now here here he's an older man and here he is dying and i came in there and when he saw me he just looked away like oh. and i got beside him he's so weak i said uh his name was clyde i said clyde i said do you want to live or do you want to die he goes well blank 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 of course i want to live I mean, just filthy curse words. I said, well, you can't. You're not going to live. You're going to die. Unless Jesus heals you. And he might give you more time if you're supposed to live longer. But other than that, I'm sorry. You're going to die. Does that sound cold? I said, now, would you like me to pray for you? Yes. And all I did was ask for mercy. Now, I'm not telling God what to do, but I believe him as Jehovah Rapha. Yes. Yes. Prayed for him. Now, when I tell you the Lord raised him up, I didn't see anything right there. But I left there, told him Jesus loved him. I loved him. I received news. He's totally raised up, gone back to work working totally fine healthy here's the thing never heard he repented sometime later he gets sick again and he's dying in the hospital this time i can't make it to him it's a whole different now it's tumors 
But what I found out was that in the hospital bed, one of my aunts, some of our family, including my mom, gathered around him. That man died not only praising God, praying in tongues, but singing hallelujah and giving praise to the Lord. And he went to be in glory with Jesus. And it was by revelation of him as Savior and as healer. I want to encourage all of you, don't think you're wasting your time letting your light shine. God is doing a mighty work in you and me through us. Father, we want to know you, Lord Jesus. We put aside any thought that we've arrived or that we've got it down, that we know all about you or Christianity, our Bibles. You've given us your holy word, not to puff us with knowledge, but to fill us with your love. That we need you to work with us, Lord. I ask for help from your Holy Spirit to help me open my heart and keep my heart open and open even wider to receive revelation. And those here who have been struggling to open their heart because of things they've been through and hurt and they don't know you, stretch out your hand today to heal and to touch them. Mighty Lord, we pray. We know that you're still here in your mercy. In Jesus' name, could, could we stand together? just standing before the Lord right now. For listening to today's podcast we pray you were encouraged and would love to hear from you for more information on church of living waters check out colw.info